Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, angels. Welcome. Welcome. I believe we're on episode 121. Um, we sure are, even though I wrote 119 under 120. So I guess I was going backwards. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are, it's, we took last week off recording because I wasn't mentally capable of doing a recording. Um, so much has happened and so many things are happening, I think, for both of us. And yeah. so we're just kind of riding the ride and being in the flow and, we're um grateful that we always have some in the we have some little podcast stored away for for those rainy days where we're like i can't do this yeah it's the greatest gift we gave to ourselves is being like let's just get a couple ahead just in case you know it's just kind of like a just in case but that like god it frees up so much just even subconsciously to be like we're here because we like to be here but when something happens we don't need to feel guilt we don't need to feel shame we just roll on 100% and and I'm you know and I'm grateful for that bandwidth and the ability that we do give that to ourselves because I think over the summer while it was hard not to do it every week because we missed each other I, I feel it gave us the freedom to be like I'm gonna go on vacation this week so you know and not have to be like oh we need to reschedule the recording and right you know, we do play it so tight to the pants sometimes that it's it's kind of like okay you know yeah. but we're always we're always happy for your grace and kindness and and if we do miss an episode or miss a week but now that i know how to pre-schedule things it's gotten a lot better yeah. a lot more consistent they're going up at the same time every wednesday at 10 a.m pacific time so you know it's it's definitely a uh a benefit so thanks for continuing to journey with us and today vanessa what will we be talking about well, we are going to talk about our heart's desires and dreaming and running toward the thing that makes us happy and finding the thing that makes us happy so we can run toward it. Um, it was it was a talk that I give on um, once a month in the Her Sacred Circle Goddess Collective Facebook group. I am um, delighted to have the opportunity to do a free talk. I, I, I do an hour long free talk. It's my way of giving back to that community that's given so much to me. Um, it started this very, very tiny group of us here in the Grand Strand of South Carolina, like having lunch and, you know, talking about what we'd love to do with our lives and has turned into this like global collective space. So um, I love presenting in there. And last month, um, uh, the month of February, I had done a talk on dreaming and I got like a lot of feedback from people of, you know, that they were like, I just, it's not even in my vocabulary. Like, it's not even a thing that I understand really. And since you broke it down, I get that I have literally not been doing it. And so lots make sense. And so today when we were coming up with topics, I thought, you know, that, that was a great, um, I don't really remember all the things I said in there, but I just remember the feedback, you know, and I just remember how many people resonated and being like, that's gotta be big for like 
a lot more people. If it's that big in this space that is technically tiny in comparison to the world, then let's, you know, let's put it in as many spaces as we can. <laughs> so <Absolutely>. here we are. <laughs> here we are talking about it. You know, it's it's funny you say that because as you were talking about dreaming and about things like that and it's like, as when we're long, young and little, like we, we were taught to dream and to dream big and to do whatever. And the older we get, the more we're kind of indoctrinated to the idea of adulting. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to make money. You've got to support your family. You've got to be this, or you've got to be that, or this is the right way to do it, or that's the right way to do it. There's never, it, it's, and it's all based on belief systems curated by your family from generations so it's not even i mean you have some societal influence as well i feel that this new this more younger generation is really doing good at resisting a lot of that but if you're most of us that are in our 30s and our 40s we we've gotten to the point where it's almost like we gave up like because i'm at this age like Oh, my life is already half over. Like it's, it's not why, why dream? I have family, I have children, I have bills, I have whatever, you know, there's, there's all these reasons we give ourselves to not sit in that space of imagining, of daydreaming, of, of, of checking our heart. And this isn't a side, but it's a stream that's coming Mm -hmm. to me that I I just want to share. And I think the thing of it is, is that when we step into adulthood and the shine is worn off of adulting, we, we begin to get less and less farther and farther away from our heart and what our heart is saying. And whether it's due to trauma, whether it's due to experience, whether it's due to disappointment, and we begin to sit into the brain and then we start to live our lives through the lens of our brain and, Mm -hmm. and, and what it has to say for us. And I think you know, if you think about it, that's how we perpetuate trauma. That's how we, you know, it's not that our kids experience our trauma, but they experience the after effects, the belief systems, the, the thought processes that come from having that kind of trauma when we let go of even accessing our heart, which is why I feel you know, some people go through, even women go through this kind of midlife crisis where they're reinventing themselves, where they're deciding not to be what they've created because they're so unhappy. They're so like dissatisfied with the life that they have. And I'm not talking to everybody. This is, you know, this is all relative. Some people really love the life they've created because they had a great, you know, they, 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 their, their trajectory was, was amazing enough for them to stay in their heart and what they really wanted. And, but for some of us, I feel it just, it's like all of a sudden we get so tired of carrying something that isn't of our making that it's like, we all of a sudden want to decide to release it or to go on this healing journey, so to speak. And it's becoming more and more popular, which, you know, kind of says how much we've been indoctrinated into not living from that space of mm-hmm. what we want, our heart's desires, our dreams, mm-hmm. our aspirations. Yeah. At some point we're told to be realistic. Yeah. Or just like, Hey, you're a kid dream. You can be anything you want. What do you want to be? Oh, that's so cute. That's so wonderful. And then you hit this certain age and they're like, now you need to be realistic. So throw that all out. And what, what actually fits into the world 
of and 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 create success, right? Like it's no longer just do what you want to do. It's well, now you have to add in success. So now you have to be realistic. If that if that doesn't equate to whatever, then we've got to throw it out. And it's like, damn, but then what you said, you know, what you just said happens anyway, inevitably, everybody who knows me knows that I'm like, hey, man, your midlife crisis is your soul being like, I'm done with the box. Like, we're not doing this anymore. (laughs) I am I've broke I, I found a chink in the armor. And I just came out and good luck because now now I'm bursting out of here, which means you're gonna have to deal with mania. Right? Like you're gonna have to deal with what happens with all that stored up energy that I have. I see it as like this little, like, just ball of energy that just bursts out of there. And that's why we see that because we put it away instead of learning how to work with it, you know, like, and that's what I, 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 the millennial generation gets a lot of shit, but they're the ones, they're, they're the ones that for, for the longest time are trying really hard to be true to themselves. They're trying really hard to be true to what feels good as a human being versus what, the indoctrination or the programming or the belief system has done. And, you know, what's happening is there's backlash from the people who are still in that programming or that are now in a jealous programming because they're like, oh, no, no, if I didn't get that, you don't get that, you know? And it's like, okay, on a human level, that doesn't quite, doesn't (laughs) quite work out. You're not really supposed to, you know, have that feeling, but I love what the millennials are doing. They're, they're, they're breaking the system that needs to be broken because at the same time that we're pointing at that, the people who are suffering the most are the people who won't let go of that programming, won't let go of that belief system. Do not, they're they're still in that feeling of you can't dream because you need to survive. And that was like one of the main, that that was like probably the main point of the talk that I was doing. And the main point of any kind of discussion that I have about dreaming is what is your dream and what is it based on? I discovered for myself, not not surprisingly, I cried as I was presenting this because I came, <laughs> I came to a realization in the middle of it and was like, oh no, uh, like floodgates, I, don't, I couldn't stop it. But it was, you know, the idea that so many of us create from a survival space. We do manifest things, but we're manifesting them from survival. So we manifest survival our dream becomes the safety of survival because that's all we feel like we you know that we feel like that's going to be our safe landing place Uh, excess is going to feel like excess it's going to feel like i don't want to get comfortable there because what if i lose it then i'll you know like then i'll be back here so just give me the bare minimum i will work with that it will be okay and i during that talk i was thinking like wow, you know, some of the little dreams that I had that felt so little and kind of stupid, you know, I don't like to use that word, but they felt stupid at the time, have, I have created for myself and they feel big today. They felt so small then, like, uh, it was, it was, you know, working for myself, you know, that was something that I wanted to do out of survival of being a parent. I didn't, it wasn't an inspiration because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to take over the world and I'm going to create this, these things that make people healthy. I was like, I want to be present for my kid. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is to not have to ask permission to take the day off to take care of her or to not have to schedule like, you know, days off to and lose money to go to a soccer game if she decides to play soccer. I mean, it was definitely like a survival as a parent thing. 
But then as I was doing that talk, I thought it's so much more than that now. Like it went from that and now I feel so good about it. Now I'm so proud of being able to break free from the (laughs) the psychology matrix. Like it's just like it went from survival to something that I love to grow and like, you know, just kind of live for. And then the other thing was waking up without an alarm of all things that like brought tears to my eyes. And it almost does right now of just thinking like, that feels like freedom to me. At the time, it was just kind of like, ugh, it's annoying and I don't want to do it. Like I want to just get up when I want. And now it's just like, oh God, but it makes me feel so free to go to bed at night and just be like, I'll wake up when when I wake up. And it's, I mean, it was like, okay, on some level, that's a dream that you achieved. Where else, like, how can we take it to the next level of, this is not, I don't want to survive. I want to do things that I want to do. And that seemed so small and it's so big now. So let's, let's even go small today. Like what, what's another thing that will feel very much like, Ooh, that would be amazing and mm-hmm. just do it. But so many of us are stuck in that survival cycle that that be realistic comes right in and smashes like everything. And I think, you know, I think worthiness has a conversation here too, is that, you know, we're taught that, you know, we're either worthy of our dreams or are not, you know, when you talk about manifesting that bare minimum, I remember, I mean, I was married with three kids and, you know, I, I worked two full-time jobs just to help support us. And, you know, but it was like, you know, if I can just have enough to pay the light bill or to pay the the gas bill or something like it was just like I wasn't thinking oh my god there's more but Mm -hmm. as I go through my own life now divorced and you know and all my stepkids are adults now like there's a sense of I'm still in that mode and I'm still in that sense of like am I worthy of you know of of what I'm asking more than what I need like and and like some of us are taught never ask, never take more than what you need. Yeah. Like never you're, there's a sense of, you know, you save it for others. Others need it more than you do. Or, you know, there's those conversations that, that are ingrained in us from our parents and sometimes our grandparents, because a lot of times people our age, our grandparents may not have gone through the depression, but they, their parents did. So they felt the effects of the depression. And mm-hmm. so it's always a sense of, you know, don't take more because that next person may have a family and even I'm just one person. So I need to sacrifice what I want for the sake of yeah. them. And, you know, and it's, and in some aspects, I understand that in that space, but we're here now in this space and there is abundance everywhere around us. And when we feel it's like we were talking about, it has everything to do from, you know, what we're doing, what's our heart's desires to, to money. I mean, I mean, my big focus, my whole life has been around having enough money. And, you know, just recently I just was like, can I just not focus on money? Like, can I just accept that the money is always there and that I, you know, if I need more than what I normally have, that it'll show up. And, you know, it's, it's, I get tired of that conversation. And one of the, I call it, one of the things that I experience, I call it my Sedona fire moment. 
there was a moment where I realized that I was way more than worth than what they were paying me. You know, who, when you're in a job and you're your sole provider, you don't rock that boat. You take what they give you and you kind of just like, you just accept the punishment of whatever's happening. But I got to a point where I was like, I am so worth way more than this. I deserve and am worthy of more. And I got to the point where I had to get angry because that's how I make action sometimes is through anger and resentment. But that's another podcast. Whatever fuels, right? We talked about sometimes the fuel can be spite and we just along the way gather the right thing. (laughs) We use what we can. (laughs) I just quit my job because I was like, you're not paying me enough. And I'm just like, I quit because, well, and that necessarily wasn't the best move at the time. It was at the time I realized it was, but it, um, it ended up, I ended up going back and being paid properly for, for what, um, for what I, the work that I did. Mm -hmm. And I asked myself so late, like when I'm thinking about my entrepreneurial self or my, my side businesses, it's like, I asked myself, when am I going to have my Sedona fire movement moment for the work that I do outside of work? Like, when am I going to have that moment for myself Mm. in a sense of, damn it, I'm tired of playing small. I'm tired of just accepting. I'm always generous and have a gracious heart and always will, but I'm also deserving to make the money that I'm worth. And, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's that idea of I'm still playing that small fry, like don't, you know, don't just, you know, discount everything so heavily because they can't afford it and you won't get any business. And, you know, it's like, what? It's all of these conversations that happen, you know, mine is about, you know, is about finances. It's about money, my dreams, but, and it's, and it's funny because my dreams aren't so much about being rich. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, being in flow where I'm not kind of having to rob Peter to pay Paul to pay yeah. for what I owe. And yeah. So that, I mean, everybody has their different struggle because, and you talk about making those small changes and, you know, I, I, cause I, I asked myself as you were talking, what's my small change. What's my dream? Like, what's my heart desire as far as what I do? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure because I haven't allowed myself to have that space. It's all been, like you said, about survival, about making money, about, you know, really uh, making it day to day and having enough money to eat, feed my cat, take her to the vet, like go to the doctors. Like those things are, and I'm like, oh, I don't know that I have a dream. I don't know that I have one. Yeah, that was me. Like two months ago, I was just like, you know, and and part of having that, that or presenting that was knowing that that was a space that I was going through and being like, girl, it's going to help propel you to talk about it. You know, you know, you know that you're in this space and, and that this is what you're working on. Use that energy to inspire others to at least get into awareness because once we're into awareness then you know the, those other things can you know can come from it but I didn't know either because it was every month 
looking at my schedule online and saying, I need to have this many clients in order to pay my bills. And that was the only conversation I had with myself. I would do it on a weekly basis. I would do it on a daily basis. This is how much money. And if somebody canceled, I'd start to panic. Oh my God, that's however much money that I'm not going to have. Holy fuck. At the end of the month, I'm not going to have enough money. You know, and I would just go into this whole entire thing. And it was like, girl, you're operating from survival. Is that what people do who have what you want? If you even just getting at what you want, don't even make it a big dream. Go at what you want, which is not having to worry so much about money. Is that what those people do? No, they focus on going to get it. They focus on how they're going to get it. They focus on the fact that they know they're going to get it somehow. That's what you need. To, like that's 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 your next step is to just at least get into that space of of just interrupting yourself. Just interrupt yourself when you're doing that and say, that's not the way I want to think anymore. And at least you're putting yourself in a neutral space instead of being in that holy shit space. And that was where I started. And then, you know, it, it I, there was so much self-talk in my head all the time. I would, I would lay down and meditate and be like, dreams come to me. <laughs> Tell me what I want to do. <laughs> Because I knew I was like, I don't want to trade hours for money anymore. That part I do know I'm 100% sure that that has a place in my business because I do love my one on ones. It is not going to bring me what it is that I desire in terms of the freedom of time, the, you know, the energy expenditure. And to be honest, the amount of money that I want to spend in the future. So it's like, okay, tell me, tell me universe as I meditate. And it was like, I couldn't get anything because I was so in my head. And what ended up happening was a dream that I had a conversation that I had with somebody who could help with the dream, then a bit of panic and dropping the whole thing because of being like, holy shit, now that I've had these conversations, I might actually have to do it. And I'm afraid (laughs) of doing it. I don't know if I can. So I couch it for a while. And then I show up in an environment that fits with it. So, you know, not to be cryptic or anything like this. I, you know, um, we go to my, my daughter is in this nature-based school and I go to the grounds of the school and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like kind of blown away because it's to me, perfection. It's a beautiful setting. It's quiet. You can see the stars. You can see the moon where the first time I went there, we have like this big, fire and I was just we're listening to music we were all in our Halloween costumes dancing around I was like oh my god and we were 20 minutes from the city and the shore and I was like I don't understand this is this is this is beautiful I love this I want this and from there it was kind of like did I just get like an inkling of a dream (laughs) because did did I hear that right (laughs) yeah right like it was kind of like did I say I want something that is like feels very very far away from where I'm at right now which is survival yeah I did okay okay and then just kind of following it and being like the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to talk to a lot of people and you're going to decide not to do something so just talk to a lot of people and I just started to think about things I like to do or things that would be easy for me to do you know, and I was like, oh, it, I'll, I'll go down the whole thing with you guys. This is this is how I got to where I'm at. 
It was like, I love gardening. I miss my garden. I'm so upset that like, I don't have a gardening space. Okay, cool. Do I want to be a farmer? <laughs> right? Like legitimately. <laughs> so I start talking to the farm people. I start taking this like farming course at Clemson and, and which is free. And, you know, and I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not super into it. Like it has a place, but I'm not right. super into it. This is not my dream. This is a, a, a chunk of it. That's how I followed it is because there's, there's some love there, but that's not the whole thing. Okay. So I get, you know, I'm just getting curious. Well, how could, how could I, what, what supports at least that part of it? We well, need to have a little bit of land. Okay. Are, are you going to, how are you going to get land? What are you going to do? And then I started to revisit the dream that I had. And it was like, Ooh, Ooh. And I start to think about the spaces around here and I start to think about the land around here. And I start to think about the expansion around here and being like, like, how could that, how could that fit? And it's, it just kind of snowballed from there of just really allowing myself to not be accountable. That was what I think for me changed it is that just because I'm daydreaming doesn't mean I have to do any of these things. I'm Mm -hmm. just exploring. I'm just saying, what if, and then I can go no at any time because I haven't done anything yet. Just dreaming doesn't do anything. It's when you start to put things in motion that you have the ownership. And even then, I I, I said to myself, if I go on this business venture and it goes bankrupt, I guess I'll go bankrupt. I don't want to. People do it all the time and they come back from it. That's the worst thing that's going to happen to me. I'm pretty bankrupt right now. (laughs) So the worst thing that could happen is that you follow something through and you end up in exactly the same spot that you're in right now. Minus the blemish on my record I don't have. But still, again, it was like people find their way around all of these things. So you could sit in the space that you're in right now and still be here next year. Or you could have gone on an adventure and been here next year. Or you could have gone on an adventure and really leveled up. What do you want to do? What what do you want to do? And it was like, well, now that I said it to myself that way, <laughs> damn, I have to go on an adventure. <laughs> that, that I have to do. Yep. And the more I talk to people and the more, the more the path has opened, the more I got attached to it, the more I felt it in my soul, the more my heart started to sing about it. And now I want it. Now it is a dream that I am chasing And I can't tell you the last time I chased a dream. I can tell you the last time I chased survival. That would be my entire life up until this point. (laughs) It's totally different feeling. And like, I want it for everybody, you know, now that I've been in this space where I'm like, even if you don't do anything, I want you to at least feel the excitement part because it's really good. It feels great. And, you know, and I, and I, for those who are like, dude, do you know my circumstances? It doesn't have to be big, a a small dream. I mean, for me, I, for example, like a dream for me was, and I, I admit I'm very realistic in my dreams, um, was I have an issue with safety. I have an issue with feeling safe in myself, my body, my environment, my, you know, not that somebody's attacking me or that I'm getting attacked, but 
there's an emotional safety component that I chase a lot. That's why I'm constantly moving. Um, like when I get to a space and I move somewhere else, it's like I'm chasing safety because I'm not feeling safe in my home. And, but I realized recently that I create the safety. I have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, what does that look like? And I was like, well, I always want to create this bedroom sanctuary where I can go and be in it and feel very comforted and warm and safe and, and, and get good rest and feel calm and have the, you know, just feeling like I'm being held by myself, the universe and my space. And so I have started on that dream and it's a very small, very minute type of like dream, but it's something it's, it's, it's important to me. I think that we don't realize that dreams at some point become things that are important to us. Like, you know, when you look at how much maybe you've sacrificed things that are super important to you over time, they become the dream, like, you know, Mm -hmm. certain things and, and that's okay. You, it's okay to have little dreams. It's okay to dream about, like you said, Vanessa, not having to set an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. I dream of having energy. I dream of feeling good and having energy to do fun things. Um, you know, this year I, I, I feel I kind of decided last month that I, I'm committing myself to pleasure. Like what feels pleasurable to me? And to discovering what that is. And in that pleasure, I can then think about what I would like to do and the things I would like to create and 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 be in that flow versus always being in gotta work, gotta make money, gotta pay my bills, gotta be in survival mode. Sorry. Um so you don't have to necessarily step off into big dreams. I mean, Vanessa just showed she started small and in the sense of I want to work from home or I, and I want to like the things that she discovered that at the time were of survival, but yet they were dreams. And that helped you get to releasing the survival mode into the bigger dream. It's like Mm -hmm. when we see how good we can manifest and and how well we can, then we can step off into what's my big dream? What's my grand poobah at the moment? The thing that I would love to be able to do. And, you know, it's it's a process. Sometimes it's a process because we have to convince ourselves it's okay to dream. It's It's acceptable. We're not being unrealistic or we're not, I don't know. There's a sense of, I think, negative that comes from our parents that make us feel like we shouldn't be dreaming of all these things. I mean, yeah, our parents, me, society. When I, when I told my mom I was moving across country from the East Coast to the West Coast, her, she freaked out like, oh my God, you can't do that. And I'm like, bullshit, I can't. Yeah, right. And you just helped me do it because now yeah. I have a little bit of spite. I love, I live for a watch me moment. (laughs) You just helped me get one. (laughs) It's so, 
you know, start small, you know, even if it's like, how would you like your life to shift? We ask that whenever I do a session, that's, that's one of the questions we ask is like, you know, how would you like your life to be different as a result of this? And part of that is dreaming. Part of that is seeing your life in a different space. They have you, have you ever heard, I don't know, Vanessa, have you heard of what's called the Sylvia method? Mm-mm. Well, it's a mind thing. It's like getting your brain into different wavelengths. Like there's, there's, oh, the, yes, there's I, I guess I just didn't know that it was the Sylvia method. Yeah. There was a guy who, who created this method and mind Valley works. Um, the company mind Valley works on this method. And one of the premises is, is seeing yourself in the life that, or like winning or seeing yourself projecting that energy. And, and basically that's what dreaming does. It's that's what part of dreaming is, is having that desire. And when you can put yourself in that position of, you know, of seeing like how your life would be different, looking at your life, how would you be living it? If you could change or shift or fulfill this dream it's, it's getting all of that energy and you're attaching to that vibration, bringing it closer to you. Um, a lot of times in IET, we call it the heart net. It's like seeing the changes and seeing the things that you desire and casting your net out and bringing them closer and the vibration closer to you. So it's, there's, you know, there's truth in that. That's why dreaming is important is because you're bringing that vibration to your current life where it's not present. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we keep saying it, but it's like hard. I think some, for some people to understand what we're really getting out of, like your dreaming doesn't have to be like big major yet. Like it's like the, 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 that big picture does not have to be clear. Mine still isn't, you know, like I have an idea, but I'm like, I don't know. It may even be bigger than that. Like when I get, when I pitched the idea to my sister, she was like, you're going to be a millionaire before me. And I was like, I'm not even like, <laughs> like I have barely stepped out of survival mode. <laughs> like and that is just like, I don't even understand how that fits here, but you can see the vision. I can't. So like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. That is not, that is not really like, I'm not even there yet, you know, like, but the the little things that it started with you know of like uh, I don't like it this way I'd li- I'd like for it to be another way yeah. you know and just kind of exploring how that could happen and yes there were some leaps and along the way that were that were faith leaps there were some universe shoving me off of a cliff leap you know <laughs> things because I wasn't doing anything um you know like with my private practice I didn't start it on my own, like in go full force. I started it when I was in Florida. I dabbled a little bit. I barely did anything. I wasn't sure about it. I was afraid to leave the clinical mental health field. So it was like, okay. And then I get here in South Carolina and I sign on to be partially on my own, right? Like I sign a contract, but I still have to pay them to like do a lot of the major stuff and get me my clients and stuff like that. And then they end the contract because they're no longer supporting what, what program I was in. And I was like, oh shit. But by that point, I had already been living the life without the clock. <laughs> I had already been living the life of making my own schedule. So it was like, 
well, I'm not going back to the other thing. <laughs> what do I, what do I got to do to maintain this, this thing here? You know, like, okay, the universe shoves me off that cliff. All right. I see. I'll just, okay. I'll just do it. I'll just see. I'll just, I'll let my, I'll open my wings and see if I fly, you know, and that those moments have been a lot along the way and I've had to push through. So it's not that it's just been easy where I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to start this business and whatever. I mean, there's been multiple times where I've been like, am I doing the right thing? Should I go back? And and then my soul, you know, because I let it out was like, I'm not going back in the box. I was like, for you to know that <laughs> if you go get a regular job, I'm going to make your life hell. And <laughs> that's how that's going to go. So, you know, that all of those little steps bringing me to these things that feel huge because they're so far out of my comfort zone. But even then, like I'm making these plans and I'm like, you know, I'm talking to this loan officer and he's like, I love that you're being cautious. He's like, obviously, you know, like doing what I do and I'm lending money. I really want to know that y'all are like, you know, really being conscious. He's like, but I just really don't think you're going big enough. <laughs> He's like, you're going to put yourself in a position where you'll ask for too little and then you'll really mess yourself up. And he's like, do you believe in what you're telling me that you want to do? Do you believe you can do it? And I'm like, a thousand percent, I can do it. I'm doing it now. It'll literally just be in person in a different setting. I very much can do this. And he's like, then you need to bet on it. And you need to understand that all the rest of the stuff that goes with this is going to pay for it. And then I sat down and I did the math and I laughed at myself because I was like, well, this is why this guy's saying it because the math supports it. But I didn't do the math. I did the panic. I did the, oh God, it's so much money. Oh, the big number. You know, I didn't do all the rest of it. So that's, that's what I'm saying too, about going out there and just asking questions. Don't just sit with yourself and allow yourself to talk yourself in and out of things, because you're only going to go from your experience, your only, your, your experience, your trauma, the people around you that have raised you, that's all the information you're going to have when you start dreaming. And so if you've not been dreaming, you're just going to go right from that same program. You're going to bounce in between all of those things going and talking to people who are very much not in the space that I'm in has helped me tremendously. Like that conversation shifted so much for me, just being like, this guy is saying these huge ass numbers, like huge to me. And he's not batting an eye. He believes in it. He's yeah. the one who would be funding it. And he believes that that is a no brainer. Then I am definitely not operating with enough information. Go get more, go yeah. talk to more people, go get all the information because you don't have to do a damn thing. Vanessa, you can still say no, you can have all these conversations and you can say, it's too scary. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You always have that, but you also could get into the space of believing you can. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, and it's little things. It's like we talked about today. I mean, you know, me and it's funny because I've been doing a lot of research, uh, research. I've been discovering a lot of things, information about my, you know, we have astrology about your birth and whatever, and you have other things. And, and I'm digging deeper into a little bit more of the numerology part of it. And I'm like, oh, and one of the things that it said was that, um, that my it's it's money 
it's, it's a big narrative. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh gosh, darn it. But like today we, like I was sharing with you earlier about, you know, you, you look at, you look at your email and you get this notification that, that you didn't cancel the free trial when you were supposed to, how many of you have done that? <laughs> oh my sweet Jesus. I have done that so many times. And if you think about it though, like in the past, how, how would we react as we all normally do? I reacted from a space of like, I would have reacted from a space of lack. Then I would have gotten into anger at myself. Then I would have gotten into that sense of punishment. So I would just berate myself constantly. And then I would, you know, I'm in the worry of the budgetary thing anyways, because that wasn't in the budget. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was $15 either. So, you know, but I noticed like, I, you know, I immediately sat up in bed because I'm the fool that looks at her phone while she's still laying in bed. And like, you're not kind of supposed to (laughs) do it anyways. I do it Um, too. So I I sat up in bed and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I was kind of starting into that freak out mode. But then I was like, it's okay. Like I went to immediately self-soothing immediately to the sense of like, it was a mistake. I, the universe sent me a message in my brain like a week ago and I didn't do it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, universe. I didn't listen and whatever. I need to listen. That's what my intuition is for. And it was like, and I could hear my spirit guides be like, girl, it's okay. Okay. So you didn't cancel it. We're going to find a way to get some extra money. And then And I sat there and I was really gracious with myself. I didn't go into that space of self-splagulation and whatever. And then I stepped into that space of hearing solutions. Like, why not ask for a refund? Mm -hmm. Whereas before, I never would have asked for that. Because in survivor mode, I'd be beating myself up. I'd close down. I'd, I'd punish myself. And so I'd never think, well, you can ask for a refund. It's okay. You can ask, you may not get it, but you can ask, but because, you know, it's, it's, that's like the beginning. I feel it was an indication for me that yes, the dream I have of being financial, financially solvent, financially literate, like able to, um, like step into the idea of being in the ebbs and flows of of money and not stressing out and being having faith that the universe has my back or that I'm supported and that I'm not going to be homeless with me and my kitty and living in my car. Like I really kind of that that's a dream of mine, like to really be BFFs and, you know, high-fiving my finances. It's like, I understand I'm never not going to have a bill, but and I think that's part of, you know, my realization is like, I always want to be not in debt. Well, you're always going to have, you're always going to owe something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just how you're managing Cost your money, money to exist. Yes. And, and so that's a dream of mine, like to be able to not be so emotionally charged around my financial situation and, and how I deal with them. And, and, and it was like, and that what happened this morning was like the nod to like, see, you are healing. You are, you are in that space. You're going to achieve that little tiny dream. For me, it's a lifelong dream, but it's, it's, it's like taking that moment and saying, oh, it is coming true. I am moving forward to that. Like these little tiny moments of, of nods to like, you are healing. You are going to get there. You will get there. 
And because, you know, it's not a physical, like, like building or creating something, but it's a, it's a dream of mine so that I can feel free enough to do the creation stuff. Yeah. It's the baby. Not that made any sense, but no, it absolutely did it. It made sense. And, and as you were talking, I was thinking about it, um, about like, um, one day it was, I mean, this was years ago. I remember going to the gas pump and filling up the tank in the van and being like, I don't ever want to worry about how much it costs to fill up the tank in the van. I want to be able to just put my card in here and just fill it up. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to go through those days where it's like, I better only put 20 in here because I don't know how much more money, you know, like all, all of the, and I just remember sitting like that. And, and like, that's a small thing to some people, right? Like there are a lot of people out here that just, even if they, even if finances are tight, they're in the mindset of, I need a full tank of gas. So they just figure it out. You know, it's just kind of like, that is a non-negotiable that mm-hmm. has to happen and being kind of like, huh, you know, Okay. So that, that, that can be part of, of that dreaming, right? Like of just being like, I just want to go out for lunch and not worry about my finances because it feels like it's going to be there and it's going to be fine. Like saying those things over and over again, it may not be happening right this second, but we're putting that energy into it of saying like, bring that to me, bring that to me because that will make me feel good. And I will appreciate it when it's happening because I do. You know, when I fill up the tank in the truck, which is considerably more than when I had a minivan, even on the weeks where I'm kind of like, this is a lot of money, I tell myself, I'm really glad that I can do this. I am so grateful that I don't have to worry about whether or not I'll be able to put gas in my tank, you know, because that's the space that I'm in right now. This is my new bare minimum has raised to this level. And I can remember when it wasn't there. So I am grateful to be able to be in this spot and building on those kind of things and allowing them to be small because the idea of I'm going to be a millionaire one day doesn't hit whatsoever. I literally cannot connect to that because millions of dollars is way too far from where I am right now. But I can definitely connect to spend a hundred dollars and not worry about it. Yeah. Used to be spend $20 and not worry about it. And then that became $50 and not worry about it. And then it becomes a hundred dollars and not worry about it because you're increasing in a way that you can connect to. And in a way that you believe is possible because it's small enough, you know, like being able to say, I just want to not worry about my finances, or I just want to believe that I am going to be okay. Cool. So then I will say things to myself, like, I just made that okay. I'm okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. This tiny little thing of getting a refund is me doing it. (laughs) Right? It is not tiny. It's huge. (laughs) Well, and you know, it's, it's, it's so, you know, people, when we're young, we're all like, I want a Lamborghini. And it's like, yeah, I still have those dreams. I want an Aston Martin. I'm not mm-hmm. lying, but those are like dreams that make me laugh. And that when I get to see them on TV or like, I, I have documentaries about Aston Martin, like those are the kind of things that make me smile someday. Maybe I will own an Aston Martin, but mm-hmm. right now I'm, I'm okay with just wanting that. Okay. Let's talk about a, the heart's desires from an energetic and emotional standpoint. Cause we're talking a lot about physical d- dreams and desires and yeah. let's, I, I think let's talk about the idea of 
when we get into our heart, if we can, if that's a possibility to access for some people, it's not, it wasn't for me for a long time. Yeah. Um, and to really see what it is, there's an emotional component to it. There's an, there's a, I think, especially now I feel that the millennials or is that what the new generation is called? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's gets thrown around. I don't know the exact years, but I, I know we give them a lot of gruff. So it's gotta be them. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, whatever the current, the most current, I feel that the reason why mental health is such a conversation is because they're directly in line from the baby boomers who didn't talk about mental health. Then you have the generation X and Gen Z who like, we just um, suffered but we kept going and we just were like, yeah, we'll just drink enough and take enough drugs to like yeah. zone out, like to escape like our yeah. world and our lives. And yeah. I feel that they're the ones that are kind of like taking the stand of, no, this is a problem. This is what I'm feeling. And yeah. you're more in tune with how they don't want to feel or how they want to feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I feel that, in our heart, most of the time there lies something that we would like to be released from, or we would like to not suffer from, or that, or an emotion that we would like to feel like, I think for me, my biggest thing was, I never understood what joy felt like. I don't think in my whole entire life that I've ever experienced joy in its pure sense and its sense of, this is just pure joy, a hundred percent unadulterated happiness, joyfulness. And it like, it makes me sad because it's like, how can one human, I mean, I've experienced moments of pleasure and happiness and having fun, but Mm -hmm. never to that sense that it's soul touching. You know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. that, there's a difference Mm -hmm. and you know, and that's, I mean, that's why I started therapy, but it part of it is like what what does your heart want and it could not be a physical thing it could be what i want freedom from the brain keeping me safe like i want freedom from the self sabotaging or the the negative self talk that i have experienced or the anxiety that lives inside of me that's i want to feel good in my own shoes i want to be my own ally like that's a that's a huge thing for me currently is being my own ally, like supporting myself. Like that moment this morning had I not done the work to be my own ally, like I'd have been in a very dark place. This podcast would not be this conversation. (laughs) And we would be talking about something completely different because it's not something I would have been able to access. So it makes such a huge difference. And, And that's like, those are the kind of things that I don't think we think are dreams but I feel they are, they're desires, they're in eight desires to really return to some sort of authentic space in ourselves that really sees us and is validated and, and, and heard by ourselves. And, you know, so whatever that is for anyone else, it could be different. It could be something different, but yeah, there's, there's something more to be said about dreams and hearts desires when it comes to the emotional component of it. 
Yeah, we talk about it all the time with manifestation, right? Like that we have to get into the feeling of it because that's the that's where it comes from. Because if we don't get into the feeling, then we get stuck on the situation. And then we pigeonhole and we we put tunnel vision and then we don't see the horizon that and and the and more or the branches that are actually the best ones that we just couldn't see with our own you know, with our own current energy, you know, like that's, that's what happens when we don't know what the feeling is that we're trying to get at, then we just aim for the thing, right? Like my, me saying, I don't want to set an alarm was really just wanting the freedom and, and to be able to wake up feeling rested. Yeah. Right. And, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, like the way that I was doing it with my brain and being like, well, this is the obvious way. It was like, oh my God, here's what I'm, here's why I'm trying to do all this freaking work. Cause I just want to wake up feeling rested and like it was a choice and have freedom, right? Like, so that's what I need. I need, what I need is freedom. I need time, you know, like all of these kind of things. When I went, the dream that I have right now that, that I'm getting into, the material thing is like the means to the end. You know, like it, it, it is like, oh, in order to feel the way that I want to feel, I those things belong there. They're like tools to get me at how I feel, right? Like, and that's, that is the basis of all of our manifestations when we, when we sit down with somebody, like, why do you want that? What is your purpose for saying, I want to be a millionaire? It's not because you think the dollars are beautiful and that they provide, you know, some sort of like visual delight for you. It's because you'll feel safe or that you'll feel secure or you'll feel like you can do things um, that are pleasurable without guilt because you're not taking from somewhere. All of those kind of things that can happen without a million dollars if you can get yourself into desiring that and seeing how the, the, the horizon picture of how that can happen, right? Like that's that's why i think we get we get so caught up in the trap of the material is because we don't understand what we're chasing we don't understand what that means when you started talking about the aston martin i thought i don't think i have any of those dreams anymore and i'm going to tell you why because i don't want to drive places where you would drive a car like that <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like I would destroy a very, very expensive vehicle <laughs> because of what I do with my life. So I'm like, yeah, that's why that's not one of my dreams, you know, <laughs> but at one point it was because I was trained to believe that that was success, that that was stature, that that was, you know, like that meant you were comfortable financially. So I attached that thing there where it doesn't even belong in my life, like not even a little bit. Like I don't, I like me and those things, it, it doesn't exist. I'm I, a person, so I will always want those. It's right. So, and it so many people are right. Like there's so many people, but because of how you connect to it, what you right. feel like when you're driving it and where you're in, like, that's why you want it. It's not because you're like, oh, I want to look at it and be like, oh my God, look at, I'm so cool. I have this. It's like, no. I feel like I, I feel the luxury of it. I feel the accomplishment or the whatever. I used to love my Volkswagens because they were really not kidding when they said that there was like a feeling, like there was something that felt when I was driving them. And I was like, oh my God, I just love it. <laughs> There's a reason I own, I've owned three Mini Coopers. Like, yeah. I know, like yeah. there it's, it's, there's, yeah, it just feels you know but like and until you know what that feels is you know we chase the thing and then then what do we have we have a lot of empty shell people that have lots of possessions 
because they haven't understood what their soul wants. They understand what their programming has taught them. They understand what the belief systems are saying. But until you're in touch with yourself, you're just following somebody else's orders. We And, you know, when we do this work or when I do this work, I'm like, we don't want to follow anybody else's orders. You know, like, <laughs> I want to yeah. free everybody from everything to be like, <laughs> you can follow them. If you decide, if you sit with me and you're like, that's the programming for me. I feel it in my soul. Good, great. We'll just stay on course. But now you feel differently about it. And that's all that matters is that you feel differently about it. Not that, you know, everything doesn't have to look drastically different, but we need, we need to feel different. That's why we're upset. That's why we're wanting. That's why we're trying to change things. That's why we're miserable because things are not lining up in a way that makes us happy. It made me really sad when you said, you know, that you haven't experienced joy, you know, and I think that a lot of people feel that way, you know, because what is joy? It's, 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 it's not productive. We are in a society where production is, is way too far at the forefront. So joy is like, okay, good luck. How, how can you be productive with that? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also, I think, Cause that's, it's exactly it. It's like the harder you work, the more worthy or whatever conversation you've had since being a kid. Like for me, like there's a reason I worked, I manifested a, 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 a physical illness is because I would, it, if I wasn't working two jobs, it wasn't, I wasn't working hard enough. And it was, it's such a narrative in my life to always do, do, do work, work, work. And it was, you know, this constant process to gain approval is what it really was turned went down to i mean like i mean the laziness conversation came very well from my father and it was like if i wasn't working and so i never really i never really associated anything with joy because it was always i always looked to you know to the idea of of the thought of work now do I realize now that sometimes the joy comes from just being in a space, like take me to Lowe's any day and sit me in the wood aisle. And just that scent like gives me a lot of fun. Like it gives me a lot of good energy. It makes me, it, it's like soothing. It's very much, you know, it reminds me of, of moments of where my dad did feel I worked hard enough and that he was, we were working as a team building things and building houses barns and stuff. And, you know, and, and I, you know, and, and that was still wrapped up in approval, but it was something that I enjoyed and it was like, okay, so I'm, I'm connecting moments where I didn't feel it at the time and understanding what, like, I didn't feel joy in that moment because I was still worried about being approved of, but at the same time, now I look back now that I'm not in it and I'm healed in a, in a big sense from that, that I can see that that does, that did bring me some comfort and some happiness. And that, so, you know, whenever I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll just go to the hardware store and stand in the wood aisle and the lumber aisle, just experience the smell of pine and whatever other woods are there. And it's kind of one of those, you know, scent memories, so to speak. Um, But, and I think, I think joy becomes relative in a sense of we have to decide like sometimes and discover what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, There is nothing more joyful to me than 
that's that's I think that's why I love the cars that I love that I have that I've driven in the last three years is because I get a lot of joy from driving my car. It is and it is an experience. It's it's an emotion. Taking that little hour and a half road trip south the, last weekend was like, I was so just in my space. Like I was singing and I was driving. Yeah. I was even nice to people on the road. Yeah. I was like, thank you for getting over. And I'm like, please move. And I was like, yeah. in this space of just euphoria. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but it's also about prioritizing those things that we discover that do bring us joy. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's about prioritizing them in our lives and make and saying, this is important to me to feel. Therefore, I have five things I know may give me joy. What one of those five things we're doing this week? What are we doing? Where do mm-hmm. we have bandwidth? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just doing it. And that's it, that's because I I want out of the depression. I want out of the hamster wheel of mm-hmm. production, producing, working, 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 having no time to enjoy the fruits of my labors, working, working, working. Oh, I, because I'm desiring pleasure so much, I ordered out or I, I spent this much money on whatever because I it made me feel good for the moment. And, you know, so it's like, oh, I got to work harder now because I've spent but yet, if I prioritize pleasure, I don't have that need to be on Amazon every day to buy shit. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have that need to go in and and spend money and whatever because I'm prioritizing my sense of feeling good. That's yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, well, you just yeah, I mean, you you blew it wide open in a way that like really takes away the materialism part of it, right? Like, I mean, the car exists, right? But there's so much more of just the car, you know, like it's the freedom of, you know, taking off in the open road feeling. I mean, the gypsy understands like I, in every vehicle I've ever had, I've had that same feeling. So it wasn't even about the vehicle. It was about the like, yes, like, let's get out on the road. Let's get into myself. Let's sing because I love to sing. And like, you know, how often do you get a chance to sing for that? Like, like a, do a whole concert yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like these things are, it's super fun. It's joyful. It feels like I'm home with myself, you know, but also in, in motion, which is a a, a place where sometimes I find joy, not all the time, but in intentional motion. Absolutely. I do, you know, and, and we can find, we can find them when we allow them to, to be not this grandiose thing that like, oh, I can only have joy when I'm sitting on the beach you know, in, in, in Mexico, like, well, listen, dude, I'm not taking a trip to Mexico. I better find some joy somewhere else because <laughs> like, and I, I mean, when I walk my dog in the morning on a nice day, I'll feel, I'll feel the sun on me and I feel joy. I'll look up to the sky and I feel joy, you know, just being like, wow, like it's fucking gorgeous right now. You yeah. know, just that's a moment of joy. It's not about having an achievement it's about being in an existence it's about being in a moment that feels pleasurable (laughs) and that's like if you really think about it y'all you can find moments of joy you can allow yourself moments of joy that do not take away from anything I get that we have that mindset of well joy is is an expense of energy or it is an expense of time I can't I need to make time to do joyful things 
sometimes yes the bigger <clears throat> things the things that take time but you can find joy in every moment I can look over here and see, you know, like, well, nobody's going to be able to see this, but I can look at this mermaid statue that I bought and remember where I was when I got it. And my little, my, my girl was three years old and I can sit in that moment and be like, man, that was such a good day. And I feel like my heart expand. That's a moment of joy. And I just accessed it by being here and allowing myself to do it. And I did not take away time from <laughs> making money or doing the dishes or whatever. It took 10 seconds of my life to have some joy. Yeah. It yep. can be that simple. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's sometimes we have to take charge off of certain things in order to experience the joy of them. You know, I had to take the charge off of being in the hardware store of getting supplies with my dad and him being mad and him like yelling at me because I couldn't pick up six, two by sixes at once and put them in the cart that I needed to do three at a time. Like, you know, it was, I had to take charges off of it because of that, but innately I had to connect with what that did bring me. And it was just like, okay. And so sometimes there's joy sometimes in the places we don't have joy and, but we don't realize that, oh, it's just because of the experience has colored and filtered that experience mm-hmm. through this. Can I experience it through its purest filter? Like without yeah. my experience putting anything on top of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you build from there. You yeah. Know, and that's what we're talking about of like building our dream is not just making a big giant goal and trying to leap to it right there. We're not going to be able to do that. We want to have a nice flexible goal wherever it exists and whatever it looks like. And then just make your, your little baby step goals. If, if you feel so miserable today that you're like, I can't access anything that you've said. Okay. Then find one thing. If, If things are all you can connect to right now, Find one thing in your home, look at it, think of the memory that goes with it in a positive way and, you know, just close your eyes and feel it. Let your heart open up to it for 10, 15 seconds. Like that was good, you know, and just build on it. Do it on a daily basis. When we talk about doing gratitude stuff, everybody's so tired of hearing the word gratitude, then don't call it gratitude. Call it something that you can connect to a moment of happiness, a moment of joy, a reflective moment that makes me happy, whatever you got to do, and then build on it. Allow yourself to remember that there are good things in this world and there are good things in your life and that you created every single one of them. Yep. You made all of those things happen in one way or another. So you can make more things happen that are positive for you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. God, I just wish like, <laughs> I just want to want everybody to be happy. I last, know. last week I had like, I had a client who's like, God damn it. I'm going to figure out when I'm going to retire. And I had another one who was like, I quit my freaking job. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 like, you freaking live more. like this is the, per- the first day of the rest of your joyful life because you're freeing yourself from all the confines of this freaking programming and beliefs that did not make you happy and you're taking your steps forward the ones that you feel like you can take that's all i ask of anybody and myself what can you do right okay this feels too what can you do when i'm feeling crappy like can you like 
Can you access a little bit of a different <laughs> tone of voice right now? <laughs> Is that all we can reach to? You know, because y'all deserve it. We did not come. I say this to most of my clients. We have messed up the human experience as, as a society. We did not come down into this world to be slaves and, and and never live joy. That's not what we came here for. Or we would not be so freaking miserable. We're miserable because it's not what we're supposed to be doing. But yeah. that doesn't mean that we have to do it. That doesn't mean we have to participate in the in the the matrix, if you will. <laughs> we can change and we can shift that at any time. Absolutely. Mic drop. Yeah. We can. We have the power. We, we all have the power to create something that's way better than what we've experienced. And I am. Yeah. We're saying it to ourselves right that, now. Too. So. We're saying it to you guys. We're saying it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we pause. Cause we're like, okay, I'm hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> hearing this. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> now I said it. I own it. I do. <laughs> so friends go forth, have big dreams have little dreams, have dreams of feelings, prioritize feeling good and having pleasure and whatever it is that, that you need. I am so proud of all of you. Even if you've been in survival mode for a long time, I'm proud of all of you for being right here, right now in this space, wherever you're at, you have come so far, but let's shift it a little bit. Let's change it. Let's just do a little tiny shift. What's one thing you can dream of doing and actualizing in your life right now? One thing, tiny thing could be a small thing. Um, and whatever that is, I encourage you to go forth. If you feel you need help and assistance from Vanessa or I in any way, whether it's a session, um, a counseling session, whether it's energy work, whatever you need, Please continue to listen at the outro. It gives our information of where to find us. Also, if you connect with us on social media, check out the Freud's Angels Facebook page. Often we'll post how to contact us there or just, you know, there's anywhere you get this, we can find you. So just reach out. We're here for you. We love you. We're proud of you. And we're excited to see what your dreams bring you in this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Take care, everybody. We love you. Have a good week. Hey, love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.